Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's Last Match, July 31st at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. StarCast Weekend in Nashville, bringing wrestling companies together for one of the most unique cards ever assembled. Main evented by Ric Flair's Last Match. Tickets are on sale right now at rickflairslastmatch.com. And you can catch the show live streaming on pay-per-view and Fight TV for only $34.99. Ric Flair's Last Match. Walk in that aisle one more time for the last time. StarCast is presented in part by ProWrestlingTees.com. T-shirts designed and sold by over 2,500 pro wrestlers. By Lenny Bakken, certified financial planner. And by Powerbomb Pizza. Pizza crafted and sold by pro wrestlers. Powerbomb Pizza, powered by Kitsch Data. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com. It made national headlines when it was announced that Ric Flair would be returning to the ring for one last match. And the story that unfolds leading up to that match will be told every Monday this month at 6.05 Eastern. We invite you to come along and witness the Nature Boy's path back to the ring for his last match. The behind-the-scenes discussions, the workouts, the promotion, the ups and downs, the blood, sweat, and tears, which will all culminate on Sunday, July 31st at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium when Ric Flair will step through those ropes and enter a JCP ring for one last match. Mondays, 6.05 Eastern, rickflairslastmatch.com. Broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell. And today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, 
the creator of the Spinebuster, and a man that in May of 1989 epitomized the phrase, take a licking and keep on ticking, thanks to the Bushwhackers. He's the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week? Fantastic. I'm kind of licking my wounds after the shellacking I got all over the world by the Bushwhackers last week. You know, if you need a little memory refresh from when you last listened to Arn Anderson, okay, the Arn Show, the Bushwhackers were just going over on him and Tully left and right in April of 1989, Arn. Uh, you know, I don't know what's happening there. We might have took them a little too lightly, and uh, they overachieved. Let's go with that. All right, well, listen, before we get into the countless times Luke and Butch accosted you with their licking and slobber knocking, it's time to talk about StarCast 5 because, Arn, as this drops, we're officially one week away. That's seven days, if you prefer, 168 hours away from the event of the summer. The double main event of the weekend is first the last ride of the Four Horsemen. The meet and greet, that once-in-a-lifetime photo op, is taking place July 30th, starting at 9 a.m., then at 2.30. The Horsemen, I'm talking Lex, Barry, Tully, J.J., Rick, and the man with the tan who founded the group, Mr. Arn Anderson, will take the stage for potentially the last time ever in Nashville, Tennessee, the setting for so many fond Jim Crockett promotion memories. And then you have July 31st, 6.05 Eastern time, just the way God intended it. The nature boy woo, walks the aisle one more time at the Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, the place where he defeated both Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man Randy Savage for world championships. Thousands of fans will bear witness to the final match of the dirtiest player in the game. And if you've seen the video hyping this match, Arn, Nate is ready to kick someone's ass. Buddy, I'm fired up. Well, just uh, look at it for what it is. You know, I would have loved to have seen <clears throat> the last time Muhammad Ali boxed. I would have loved to have seen the, you know, uh, Joe Frazier, same thing. I would love to have seen, uh, you name it, Babe Ruth, last at bat. You know, a lot of, there are very few things in sports the last shot that Michael Jordan took, you know, I would love to have been there and saw that, you know, you put this as far as wrestling goes across the world. It's a huge industry. It's been around a long time. And the reason it will never die is because the fans do not want it dead. And, uh, it's, it's been a roller coaster ride the last 50 years. This is uh, potentially Rick's last time ever uh, stepping through the ropes. So if you want to be a part of history, better hurry because this is a one-time shot. Arn, without a doubt, the eyes of the wrestling world will be on Nashville, Tennessee, just seven days from now. I felt like I was cutting a wrestling promo there for a minute. Join us. Listen, it's a can't-miss opportunity. Seriously, you guys will have a blast. This is what I call... Disney World for the wrestling fan. That's the way I like to put it. Starcast, what Conrad has built. And uh, it really is. It's a Disney World type experience for all of us that are big time wrestling fans. It is a once in a lifetime experience. So, with that out of the way, Arn, it's time to talk about all things May 1989. We're going to start this month off with a promo that aired on Primetime Wrestling. You and Tully are joined by Bobby for this one. And Arn, this is our first clip of the week. You ready for this? You bet. All right, here we go. 
No, the greatest tag team of professional wrestling today has to be the Brain Busters. The sports writers are calling it that way, and everybody in the World Wrestling Federation sees it that way. And you humanoids are going to understand what I'm talking about. You know, Bobby, we're the greatest tag team of professional wrestling, or you wouldn't have come and got us in the first place. But you know, when you talk about the Brain Busters, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, you're talking about action personified. You're talking about the consummate tag team. And that's exactly what we are. Bobby, the definition of a great team, as you know, and the wizardry that you pulled off by employing us, my hat's off to you. It's called two men thinking singularly, working collectively towards the same goal. It's exactly what we do, and we do it better than anybody else. Check our record. Short, sweet, succinct, to the point. I'm going to get a little philosophical, if you will, here, Arn. I want to make an an observation. As I was conducting the research here, the brevity of these promos, it reinforced your presentation, if you think about it, meaning it's succinct, it's to the point. There's no flash, no pizzazz, or unnecessary elements, which lends itself to the no music, the no flashy ring gear, it's plain boots, the plain tights. This is what the fans see in the arena and on TV. Does that resonate with you, Arn, or do you have a different point of view concerning the manner in which you guys were allowed to conduct interviews? No, I was fine with it. You know, the fact that they didn't give us, you know, Brain Busters is a normal name. We wore the same gear we wore as a horseman other than the jackets. Um, the one thing I was thankful of is they didn't try to turn us into a cartoon. Yes. As long, long as they leave us alone and let us be us, putting Bobby with us gave us immediate, immediate stroke. And the audience looked at them and, you know, looked at us and went, okay, if there were Bobby Heenan, he's got Andre, he's got Haku, he's got a very small family, an elite family. And uh, it just kind of conditions them to where you're going to be positioned. Arn, hypothetically, if they would have approached you during this tag run with Tully and said, Arn, we're considering breaking you up and we, we think we have a gimmick for you that you, if you really embrace, we think you could do a, a great job with. We'd like you to become the red rooster. What would your reaction be to that? Blow me. <laughs> I mean, would you try to push up your hair a little bit and form it, you know, diet? Blow little me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, that's great. It's great for Terry. Terry was a tremendous performer, <laughs> handsome guy, dressed apart. The Red Rooster. Oh. I can't pull it off. Oh, man. Oh, and a... when you fail, <laughs> it's something like that. You have really kicked the bucket. Oh, buddy. I'm telling you, that shit won't leave you for the rest of your well, life. You can't overcome it. You'll Can. never, you never overcome it. Never, never, never. All right. Well, we had a little fun. So listen, we get into May here. The first match on the loop takes place at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, Arizona. The Bushwhackers defeat you and Tully in the encounter. The next day in Tucson at the convention center, you and Tully wrestled the Bushwhackers in the same main event of the evening with a card featuring Randy Savage with Queen Sherry defeating Brutus, the fucking barber beefcake, as Conrad calls him. And then May 3rd, you guys moved to Fresno at the Selland Arena where you and Tully would once again wrestle the Bushwhackers. The next day, you kept the train moving. 4,000 fans at the sports arena watched you and Tully in a losing effort 
to the Bushwhackers. That went nine minutes, 45 seconds. We move on to May 5th in St. Louis. 3,000 fans watch you and Tully wrestle the Bushwhackers in the semi-main event of the evening. Of special note, Zeus was a guest on this show on the Brother Love Show. So there you go. At this time, Vince had produced No Holds Barred and much of the top-line creative focused on the movie. Zeus had made an appearance uh, previous to this when Bossman and Hogan wrestled in that big blue cage. SummerSlam's main event will be Hogan and Beefcake versus Zeus and Savage with a very, speaking of cartoon, cartoonish, uh, albeit hilarious build. Zeus is featured in the Survivor Series 89 main event, and of course, closing out the year, it was a cage match with Hogan. Or as Bruce told us in Vince's voice, the match, the movie, only on pay-per-view. I laid all this out because Vince had huge plans for Hulk and Zeus, and it didn't work out quite the way they had originally laid out the plans on. But this is what Vince always wanted, to create more than wrestling. But as he told us in Beyond the Mat, we make movies here, pal. For a classic old-school pro wrestler like yourself, what did you make of all the buzz for No Holds Barred and the push the company had put behind this movie? Well, I know this for a fact. Uh, His room was paid for. He had one of the boys drive him around in a Cadillac. Uh, Rumor was he was getting a grand a day. Nice. This is, you know. All in those days, you paid your expenses. You know what I mean. He was yeah. getting everything paid, grand a day. Now, times twenty four days a month. That's not a bad, you know. Not more too than, shabby. More than he was making as a bit actor. Yeah. You know, and that's what he was. He just bit roles in movies and had the, the great look and the you know the the one not blind eye. God yeah. bless him. I hate he lost his his eye, but. Looked pretty damn scary. And Absolutely. He was, a, he was a monster. But guess what? He couldn't wrestle. He couldn't, man. He was, like you said, great actor from Friday, all these other movies that he was in. But he was jacked and had a certain look that Vince loved, but he couldn't wrestle himself out of a paper wet paper bag. And our fans, they're great with that presentation and the cartoon, you know, build up that he had. And. And all that, but brother, at some point the bell's going to ring, and you're going to have to perform. And our audience demands performance. Speaking of demanding performance, Arn, I couldn't come up with a better transition than that. You know where we're headed here. I'm talking about no holds barred, men. If you're looking to become the human wrecking machine inside the bedroom. You don't need a silly haircut or lifts in your boots. Hell, you don't need friends like the Macho King and Queen Sherry. Nope. The only thing you need is Blue Chew because the temperatures outside aren't the only thing on the rise. And BlueChew.com is giving guys confidence all over the world. Isn't that right, Arn Anderson? (laughs) You know, you're coming out of your shell. You are a sick puppy. (laughs) <laughs> i do everything i can to pop you with these ads pal i've I love got it. <laughs> to have a talk with your wife bless her heart what has happened to you by the way i like that shirt by the way that's oh awesome. yeah thank you thank you very much yeah blue chew is the gimmick for every age it'll just affect you at different levels of of uh 
you know, whatever your age is, you can still be a champ at my age. I can attest. 63, be 64 on my birthday, and hey. And you're still and, and and you're still being called the champion in your domain. There you um, go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the champion, but I'm damn sure willing most of the time. I love it. Listen, Blue Chew is online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office. There's no awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. Arn and I have covered it before. Just go to bluechew.com. Do us all a favor. Do your wife's significant other, the person who you make sweet, sweet love to, a favor and get one of those blue chews. You check them out, bluechew.com. Once you're approved from one of their medical providers, You'll have it within days. The best part, it's all done online. You don't like swallowing pills? No problems. Blue Chew's got tablets, too. There are all kinds of reasons guys can't perform. Our mentioned age, medical condition, you know, for you older guys, sure. But listen, we're dealing with stress and anxiety for younger guys like me. I mean, Arn, we've all heard of performance anxiety. It just doesn't happen in the ring, in the squared circle. It happens all the time in the bedroom for guys. We've got ladies that have the bedroom eyes. Dig it. And when they're looking at you, you know it's time to ring the bell. It's go time. And you got to be ready. Blue Chew can get you ready. So make sure you're ready. Try, try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Arn at checkout. That's the magic letters, A-R-N. You pay five bucks shipping. Bluetooth.com promo code ARN. And and that's it, man. You'll receive your first month free. Go to bluechew.com for more details and safety info. I gotta get you in the room with Jay Lethal and do a savage off. <laughs> He's way better than me. Well, we'll Go see, won't we'll see, won't we? Oh, uh, I don't know. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Arn, this is a blast. I'm loving it. May 6th. We just uh, had a good old time. By the way, a lot of the folks that are listening on ad-free shows didn't get to hear, but they need to check out the video version of this because we just were, you were talking about this shirt on the Blue Chew ad, which this is ad-free now. But they, don't they need to check out these Four Horsemen shirts? You bet, man. They're, clo- they're very, very close to the original. A little bit of change on the horse, which has got a bit of a ghost-like appearance, which is, you know, kind of cool. But, you know, I promised everybody who missed out the first go-around, I'm going to get some Horseman merchandise. For everybody that asked me, you know, where the the sweatshirts were, where the T-shirts were of that style, I'm going to try to get some hats, which guys like hats. I know I do. I do. Especially in the summer, you know, and I, yep. you know, guy audience, there you go. 
looks good. Got a good head though. You know, you don't you yeah, don't really nice have to. Yeah. You don't have to. There's no dents and holes in your head like mine. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm gonna get some of that old school horseman stuff out there to you folks. And uh, you know, it's like an old Led Zeppelin shirt. If you went to a concert in '76 and you got a t-shirt left, which I got a couple. Man, I wear that out, and you'll be surprised the number of people went, hey, that's cool as shit. Yes. Same thing with the old school horseman stuff. Shout out to Dominic D'Angelo, our buddy who did this nice spin on the four horseman design. And I, I told Arn, I said, listen, man, these shows are on video now on YouTube. This is an opportunity for us to show off some of this cool merch. So, guys, check it out. Boxofgimmicks.com is where you want to go mugs there are t-shirts there are other things there check it out we're going to work on hats and some other merch so uh man i just love the fact that i can now sport once again that four horsemen logo like you said led zeppelin it is a classic and so there you go appreciate it so listen let's get back into the month of may may 6th an enhancement match airs on superstars during the match the whackers that's right those bushwhackers they're featured in an inset interview and arn we have the clip and we're going to take a look from May 6, 1989. Tag team extraordinaire right here. I'll grant you that in some respects. No question about it. I think, uh, I think the Brain Busters are being watched, so we're told. Yeah, I think they are. Whoa! Oh, look at all those guys out there. It doesn't look... Look at the Brain Busters. The Brain Busters. Stop with that. Stop wearing all the tape. Careful, Weasel. Watch the Brain Interpret that for me. I didn't understand a single thing those two idiots said. I don't speak bushwhacker, just well, they certainly do in the ring, and that's all that matters. You know, personally, I think it's a disgrace to the Brain Busters and their ability if they somehow get forced into wrestling those two bushwhackers. I think it'd be a great match. I mean, you got the technicians here. And Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, you got the brawlers in the part of the bushwhackers. To me, that has the makings of a classic encounter. Ligon down to the canvas. Arn Anderson, the power man of this team. Yes, indeed. Tully the quickness. Quickness and sneaky. I mean, big time sneaky. Watch us move. I love that. Holy Toledo. What a terrific move right there. And Brown catching fly. And catching a drop kick. Look at that sneaky tactic. Oh, referee's back is turned. Look at this. The heavy driver. It's over. Yes, but wait a minute. Arn Anderson is not the legal man in the ring. It's no Tully Blanchard. Ref thinks so. Am I blind or what? Yes. You won't get an argument out of me. At the end of the day, Vince, though, had to he definitely had to appreciate you guys for what you brought to the ring, man. Because he, he, as I listen to him talk, he's talking about the sneakiness of Telly and his ability. He's delivering drop kicks, slingshot this. You're the power guy. And he's, he's been a wrestling fan. We know he's a promoter, Hollywood lover, but he understands wrestling. And he had that in you guys, without a doubt. One time, and I will go ahead and admit this, one time... Somewhere in this time period, he came up to us as he's walking down the hall, and he just looked at us, stuck out his hand, and said, guys, you give my company credibility. 
walked off. And that's that's it right there. My thought was, uh, well, wait a minute, put it in the check. <laughs> but he was Nothing gone. Nothing says it like the dollar signs, baby. He was gone. Yeah. You know the other thing I noticed too, as I watched, and they went to the inset with the bushwhackers, and we heard a lot of this. When I listened to that, I thought you couldn't get further from one side of the spectrum to the other side in interview styles than these two got tag teams. You have the delivery of the brainbusters versus the gargling of the bushwhackers. I bet you anything those guys drink bourbon in a glass, no ice. Oh, without a doubt. And probably right before they do their promos. And no mix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, they just shoot it and then cut the promo. Gotta be. Gotta <laughs> be that dark whiskey. <laughs> you couldn't get any further. Polar opposite interview styles than your two tag teams. I tell you what. Well, let's talk about these bushwhackers because May 7th, you guys would work with them again in the semi main event of the card at the Joyce Athletic and Convention Center in South Bend, Indiana. Five days later, you're at the sports arena in Los Angeles at a sold-out crowd of 15,000. Watched you and Tully lose to the Bushwhackers when Butch pinned you. Arn, I don't like all this, your shoulders to the mat, okay? As an Arn Anderson guy, you're just getting pinned way too much by Butch and Luke. Before I sit here and just get flipped, the only thing I can tell you is however many decades later, they're not talking about the Bushwhackers. I'm but not hosting a still, podcast with Butch and Luke. No, they're still <laughs> talking about the horsemen. Yeah, daddy. That's right. Talk it, baby. I love it. Well, the card was loaded from top to bottom. And again, illustrating the strength of the roster at this time. And these are the rest of the results from that night. I want you to listen to this. You got Paul Roma pinning Boris Zukov with a power slam. Bret Hart fought Mr. Perfect to a 20-minute time limit draw. Wow. I mean, my God, that's a match. You got WWF Women's Champion Rockin' Robin pinning Judy Martin with a bulldog. You have Randy Savage with Sherry defeating World Champion Hulk Hogan via countout when Hogan was distracted by Sherry. Dino Bravo pinning Hercules by holding the ropes for leverage as Herc attempted a sunset flip into the ring. Closing out the show, Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper subbing for Jake Roberts pinning Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, at around the eight-minute mark with a roll-up after DiBiase accidentally hit Virgil when Piper ducked as Virgil held Piper from the apron. Piper's first WWF match in over two years. But this is Hall of Famers, man, from top to bottom. Pretty good card, wasn't it? It was, and like you said before, as I've gone through these names, that's what's gonna the roster's going to look like, Paul, when you have a guy who was able to pretty much cherry-pick the territories. Yeah, he just he had assembled an all-star team. That's it. You know, every top guy from every territory had pretty much migrated, you know, to the WWF. Yeah. Well, guys, this episode is brought to you in part by ProWrestlingTees.com. T-shirts designed and sold by over 2,500 pro wrestlers. That's right. From Sting, Macho Man, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, CM Punk, and much, much more. If you're looking for premium wrestling merchandise, get to ProWrestlingTees.com. Support wrestling legends from the past and independent wrestling stars of the future with over 100,000 products shipping worldwide. When you order from Pro Wrestling Tees, all profits go directly to the wrestlers or their families so visit ProWrestlingTees.com today. And now, introducing Powerbomb Pizza. 
from Pro Wrestling Tees and powered by Kitsch Data. Powerbomb Pizza is pizza crafted and sold by pro wrestlers. Powerbomb Pizza is the first delivery-only pizzeria with over 30 locations that combines wrestling with handcrafted classic pizza recipes. All profits go directly to the wrestling legends you support, such as Mick Foley, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero, and more. Order today on Uber Eats or visit powerbombpizza.com. How's that, Arn? Never heard of that. I'll yeah. be checking into that. For that That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, they're branching out and doing this virtual delivery type service through Pro Wrestling Tees and uh, getting into the food side of it. It's so very cool. We're glad to support them here from the Yarn Show. Who don't like a slice of pizza, man? Come on. God, come on. Slice of pizza, a little bit of beer. Meat lovers, oh. add mushrooms and onions, light oh, on man. the sauce, thin crust. Okay. All right, now we're talking, buddy. This is my That's love right. language. That's All right. right. Okay. Wow, man, I'm such a fan of Arn Anderson. Arn, we transition to May 13th. It's another sellout. This time it's the Cow Palace in San Francisco. 13,900 fans show up for the matches that night for the same card as the day before. Unfortunately, what do you think I'm about to say here? Let's play trivia. You okay. and Tully were defeated oh. by... Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers on this one. In Sacramento the next day, 10,000 fans showed up to the Arco Arena for a matinee show. Arn, what do you think happened here? I got my head licked. I got, I scooped up one of the Bushwhackers to attempt to slam him, and Butch gored me with that melon of his. The whole pile went down, and once again, one, two, three. That's about, that's exactly it. You, 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 Arn, it's like you're just looking into that old crystal ball. Those memories are coming back to you. A lesser man would have never been the same from that. Ah. On the 15th, the episode of Primetime recorded April 26th would air. You and Tully, and we got the clip, defeated Coco Beware and the Blue Blazer. When you pin the Blue Blazer after the Spike Piledriver, we talked about it last week. And we have a condensed version of this match that went right at seven minutes. We're going to check it out. Uh, this is cool, man. Coco and Blue Blazer, who we have come to know is uh, Owen Hart. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to checking this one out with you. Let's take a look. Right now we. What was that? The brainbusters. I want to see them now. Well, just a moment. You don't you want to tell the folks who their opponents are? Doesn't matter. They won't be around. It does matter. Blue Blazer, Coco, beware. Roll it. How's that? How am I doing? You could have prime time over in twenty minutes. Seems that way sometimes. Well, just be patient. Twenty days sometimes. Yeah, we have guys in there that uh, know what they're doing in the control room. You know. That's right. Whether you think so or not. Keeps going, and the squirrels keep moving. We're in business. Let's go to ringside. Feed them the cheese. Scheduled for one fall. (laughs) In the ring to my left with their manager, Bobby the Pre-Eden, at a total combined weight of 485 pounds. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, the Green Busters. Bringing him back in. Anderson sending him to the other side. Here comes Anubahiz, picking the man up and putting him back down onto the mat, covering him. And the Blazer, knowing this was the right time, makes 
the save. And he made a certain save there because it was curtains. Definitely for Coco, beware then. When Arn Anderson brings you in and hits you with that speciality move of his, it's like a whiplash. The back of your head goes into the canvas hard. But then again, Coco does definitely have a very, very hard head. Through the legs of Anderson, and now the tag of the Blue Blazer, much needed here. Kicking down, telling Blanchard. Arn Anderson goes down. And now Blanchard. I believe Anderson is still the legal man in, though. Hip toss. Down goes Blanchard. A kick to Arn Anderson. There you see the referee telling Tully to get out, which he will not. And a high backdrop. Blanchard, though, will not get out of the ring. No, um, look at Blazer. He's running absolutely amok with both these men. He's doing much better than I ever thought he would be able to. I knew, of course, he was very fresh on the outside, but he's really turned on the heat and the pressure. Kicking down Tully Blanchard, but Arn Anderson is your man. Blanchard finally goes out, and Anderson still in, getting shot back to a neutral corner. Coco beware, Tully getting on on the floor, and now to the other side. Watch out, backbreaker. But he's got him pinned. At this point, if he chooses to cover him, he doesn't. Instead, he goes for the high-risk move. And look at this. He wasn't quite sure. Oh, my word. He should have just taken one little look behind him, and he didn't do that. And now he's in a lot of trouble indeed. Blanchard up on the top with a double pile driver. Down on the blue blazer. Here's your cover and your three count. My word, let us get the official verdict on this. Here are your winners, the Rainbusters. All right, I got, I got, I got something to say. Here, I'm gonna right? kill Tony. I can't wait. Here we go. That and I'm gonna set, move, let me set, that let me set, move. Let, me, oh. let me set you up for it. First of all, the spike pile driver, not the double pile driver. Tony got the win, and Arn, did you catch angry Anthony? He called the spine buster that move of his. Shivani has called the move a thousand times if he's called it once. Clearly, Lois ate Tony alive before he came to work. That or the five kids had him all discombobulated at his dress attire every Wednesday. What the hell, man? He knew what the name of it was. <laughs> he was in Crockett with me. Spine buster. Listen, guys. For all those that don't know, it's called a spine buster. I came up with it. I created it. It's one of the most uh, widely used moves in the business to this day. Tony damn sure did. Now, Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah, we'll give him a pass. We'll give, yeah. 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 I think next time you see Tony, I think you should give him one to remind him what it's called. And say, pal, the next time you F up my move name like you did in 89, you got another one coming to you. Have you seen Tony lately? <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he enjoying the buffets? He's a little low slung. His <laughs> center of gravity has dipped down there a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't attempt a spine buster him. <laughs> You'd need it. And, and I don't know that he could jump into your arms either. So it wouldn't uh, be a, can you yeah, imagine? It would be very, very unattractive <laughs> scenario. <laughs> oh, oh man. Shit. We love messing with Shivani. Oh, I love it. It like, look, look like two damn watermelons falling off a roof on the, on the cement driveway or something. Oh my God. So oh. good. Oh, Let's talk a little bit about Owen and Coco. Uh, they would become high energy in the early 90s. Coco was a well-established territory guy. He worked under Lawler, Jarrett, and Memphis. 
And we all know Owen was one of the great technicians and workers of his era. But here in 89, what was it like working with the youngest member of the Hart family and the Birdman? Oh, well, those guys were great performers. And, you know, that's one gimmick that the audience did take, too. And it, I don't think it made a cartoon when he, Frankie the Bird. You know, I think the audience and the kids liked that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Birdman. Yeah, and and great performer. And so same thing with Owen. It was just a position of... Those guys were not positioned to be getting pushed. We were. We still tried to have a competitive match with them, but still get over in the process. And I hope that's what everybody saw. One of my favorite stories, I've, I've talked to doing mailback show with uh, Mike Kyoto on ad-free shows, and one of my favorite things is he would talk about him and Tony Chimmel used to drive in the trucks back in the day, and he was like, dude, it was ridiculous. Like, we were the ones who, dro- who drove around all the pets. We had Matilda, we had Frankie, we had Damien, all in our truck driving around. I mean, you know, the animals are shitting everywhere, eating everything, and I, I literally was crying while he was telling the story. But that was really how the WWF was back then. You think about it. From Matilda, the British Bulldogs, Damien, you had the Birdman. It was a traveling circus. Don't forget the damn giant snake. Yeah, Damien, you know. Could you imagine having to be the person responsible for taking that from town to town? Terrified of snakes, especially when they're 18 feet. (sighs) Did did, did Jake ever get that thing close to you, Oh, yeah. During the day, he kept it in the shower because it was cool. It was dark. And I guess that would keep him from getting pissed. Oh. But he would put him in the shower in there, yeah. And, you know, he would throw him out a little bit before the match to see what kind of mood he was in, I guess. Man, there was one of them that was literally was close to 20 feet, if not 20 feet. Shh. Probably that big around. I mean, My goodness, brother. Terrified of snakes. Whew. Especially when they're... Like that. Yeah. I mean, what? Pythons. I mean, unbelievable. 100%. So there you go. Well, um, at least you were never ended up on the receiving end of having to lay in the ring and have it slither over on top of you. Uh, I, I don't think I could have done the thing where he, he put, sometime put guys' heads yeah. in there with a snake in there. Oh, yeah. I might have had, that might have been the time that I figured out you can say no. That's right. That no, you would have found that no word. I'd have burnt that one time of saying no right there. <laughs> well, listen, you guys are back on the road. Fortunately, there's no Jake the Snake matches. You're still you're still uh, licking the bushwhackers. You're back on the road to Springfield, Illinois, and the Prairie Capital Convention Center. You and Tully lost your match to the Bushwhackers later that day. And then on the 16th, the WWF recorded television. I mean, give them one win. In La Crosse, Wisconsin, at the La Crosse Center, matches were taped for Wrestling Challenge in prime time. You and Tully wrestled and defeated Jeff Gronsky and Paul Roma when you and Tully hit Gronsky with the spike pile driver. You guys get a victory here, man. That's awesome. Congrats. I'll take it. Yeah. Listen. And on, t- that, on TV? Was it on TV? It, it was it or was, taped, was a house show. Matches were taped for Wrestling Challenge in oh, primetime. So there you so go. It was on TV. Great. Listen, knowing that Telly always had your back and being able to trust your longtime partner was a major factor in your success, Arn. Like Tully was there for you during your championship career. Car Shield is here for our listeners. Always ready to make the save. CarShield makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs, and that's just for starters. 
CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plan covers more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic, and CarShield's administrators will handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taking care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans go through CarShield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. Buddy, how helpful would have that been when you guys are traveling the countryside back in those days? You know what I mean? It's a good. This is a great deal. Oh, 100%. You know, you don't think, uh, you know, your life can be in turmoil. Just be going down the road at... Uh, 11 o'clock at night, kind of deserted area, wherever you're going from, and break down. And nobody wants that to happen, Arn. I can tell you that right now. This is the protection, the safety net that you can have through CarShield because they'll also give you rental car options. They'll reimburse your trips at no extra cost, too. And all you have to do is check out carshield.com slash Arn. That's it. Go to carshield.com slash Arn. Start your plan Lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash Arn. A deductible may apply. But, man, you can get coverage today and lock in your price now. That will never go up. You can't beat it, man. Use them one time. It pays for itself. There you go. Well, listen, we're going to move on. It's May 17th, another day of marathon tapings for superstars and primetime wrestling. In a match that's not going to air until June 3rd, you and Tully defeated Tom Stock and Eddie Slater. Hey, look, man, the wins are starting to happen again. As long as you're not fighting the Bushwhackers, they're letting you guys go over. So you, you defeat Tom and Eddie. Who are Tom and Eddie? I don't know. If you want to look them up, you may find them on the internet, but I seriously doubt it. You hit Slater with the spike pile driver, and then you jump in the car and you head on down the road to Lansing, Michigan. It's May 18th. You and Tully took on the Bushwhackers uh, in one of the featured matches of the event. Go ahead. So you can go ahead. We know. And then I'm not even going to say it because we know what happens. And then on the 19th, this is interesting. 2,764 fans in Altoona, PA. Only a few uh, hours for me down the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Watched you and Tully close out the night against the Bushwhackers in a match that went over 10 minutes. You would lose once again to the Bushwhackers. May 20th, you're in Scranton at the CYC. Were treated to the same card as the night before. The Bushwhackers would best you and Tully. On May 21st, fans saw the same matches as the day before, closing out the PA loop. May 22nd, the Bushwhackers and the Brainbusters wrestled in the main event of a show at the Agricultural Hall. You lose again to the Brainbusters. <laughs> I can just imagine Tully Blanchard, like you said last week. He's got to be bullshit. like, what the hell are we doing? What the hell, man? This is bullshit. Well, I tell you what, he gets a nice three-day break. You guys get a three-day break from the road. The crew heads to the Great White North. You end up in Hall, Quebec on May 26th at the Robert... Wherton Arena, I'm, I'm guessing on the pronunciation, you and Telly open the show against the Bushwhackers, and then you close out the month in Quebec City on May 27th at the Coliseum. You and Telly work second from the top against the Bushwhackers. WWF knew how to play the hits because they booked the Rockers and Rougeau brothers to close out that show, man. That had to be straight fire, uh, especially having the Rougeaus involved in the Rockers. But, Arn, we're not done there, no, because one final piece of business that's on the 27th. 
the Saturday night main event recorded on April 25th. That it would air. Double A, we have both of the pre-match interviews and the closing moments of the match with demolition. This is our final clip of the week. Let's take a look at what went down in Des Moines. Here we go. And Heenan, it's your second match of the night with the Brain Busters challenging for the World Tag Team titles. Some commentators have said, Bobby, you would never manage a champion. What do you say to them tonight? Well, they're all jealous. But I say that seeing is believing. You all just saw Ravishing Rick Rude. He is still the Intercontinental Champion. And very shortly, you're going to see, I have new tag team champs. This is quite a night for Bobby Heenan. No, Jess, it's not quite a night for Bobby Heenan. It's quite a night for the whole Heenan family. Because when one wins, we all win. Right, That's boys? right, Bobby. That's right. <laughs> Tully Blanchard, when you joined Bobby Heenan, did you think the title shot would come so quickly? Jesse, Bobby told us it would happen if we believed in ourselves. We believed it, and tonight we're going to achieve it. Arn Anderson, your thoughts? Jesse, I'm thinking that belt's already ours. All we got to do now is go down and pick it up. Bobby Heenan, any special worries with Demolition, the current champions? I do have one worry. That's my great team here in New Champions will contract lead poisoning. You see, that's because of all that cheap paint they put on their ugly faces. Other than that, I don't have a worry in the world. <laughs> if confidence is the key to victory, then the brain busters are a lock. Back to you, McMahon. Thank you ever so much, Jesse the Body. And yes, indeed, on their way to the squared circle, there is Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, being led to the ring by their manager. Bobby the Brain Heenan, whom we of course saw a little bit earlier on with Ravishing Rick Rude. And these brain busters are forced to reckon with, but take nothing away from the reigning title holders, Axe and Smash. Demolition, they are awesome. Let's take you back now to me, Gene Oakland, along with the reigning tag team title holders. All right, Vince, with me at this time, the Demolition. Gentlemen, tonight you have a critical match against the Brain Busters. Bobby Heenan has waited for this opportunity for a long, long time. As a matter of fact, he contends that this is going to be his night. What do you have to say about that, Axe? Me, Gene, I say this is a night of champions. Heenan and the Egg Beaters, they're nothing but chumps. We've got the belts. All right, Smash, you beat the powers of Payne and Mr. Fuji in WrestleMania 5. But tonight, can you beat Bobby Heenan and the Brain Busters on Saturday night's main event? Beat them! We'll demolish them! We're the demolition! We're the champs! Come on, Axe! Let's go, All right, Vince, demolition does have the momentum. Will they move down to Brain Busters tonight, or will they crash and burn? This is what wrestling's all about. Let's go back to you. Smash hauled back into the ring now. Arn Anderson trying to set him up. Works to the midsection. Smash is hammered right back at him, though. Seesaw matchup back and forth. Smash needs to make a tag. He's been in the ring much, much too long, and I can't believe the power. Wow. Both men down. Simultaneously landing right hands on each other's chair. Smash on the move. Bobby Heenan wants to see a tag as well. Who's going to get to the corner first? That's the question, McMahon. Wait a minute. You can see... Arn Anderson preventing the tag and Tully Blanchard sneaking over on Smash. No, he's sneaking over. He's got Axe. And yes, he has Axe, and he yanks him right down. And that's one way to stop a tag, ain't it, McMahon? Get the guy off the apron. Can't make a tag from the floor. Ooh, there's a tag, all right, from the wrong man. 
Anderson. And smash. Now Alex is in there. Here we go as well. All four of them in there. And Joey Morales, the referee, better get control somehow. Oh, there's a disqualification. Right there. Demolition. Look at that. That is, that is horrible, McMahon. I think they, I don't know what the verdict's going to be on this boat. Yep, there's the bell. Oh, this is robbery. 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 Demolition got themselves disqualified intentionally to hold on to the titles, McMahon. Listen, they were so frustrated, Jesse. Oh, frustrated by Batman. You're frustrated. trying to make me buy that. Buy it. Who do you think you're talking to up here? The winners of this contest as a result of a disqualification, the Green Busters. Oh, and look at Demolition acting surprised. Well, it may not be over as Demolition now is coming outside. They're taking the match all the way to the outside of the Green Busters. Well, the referee doesn't matter now. The verdict is in, and now it's turned into a Pier 6 brawl. Action smash. Henry Newell back to the dressing room. And this is, Anderson. this is not the style of matchup the Brain Busters are used to. They're wrestlers. They're not brawlers like Demolition. And it's despicable that they got themselves intentionally disqualified to hold on to those titles. Arn, there we have it. You guys, uh, you know, really start the month out again with the Brain Busters, as we've talked about. But you get to wrap the month up working with the top team in the Federation Talk to us a little bit about this kickstarting kind of, I guess, uh, something with demolition and what that meant to you and Tully. Jesse was a governor, you know. Oh, I do know that. That's right. I was much bigger than him at that point, too. Did you notice that? I did. I did. You were. Just throwing it out there. (laughs) Um, Those guys were uh, over. Now you're talking about over. Those guys were over. Great ring music. I mean, I love that. I can hear it in my head right now. Here comes the axe. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good look. Great look. Bill Eady, world-class pro. Barry Darso, a pro. One of my best friends ever in the business. It was just one of those nights that you knew you were going to have fun. Uh, That was their style. That was just a way to get out of a match and kind of steal one without having to beat anybody. And, uh, we saw we had some chemistry with those guys right away, and uh, just a great night. Loved it. Loved it. Arn, this is going to wrap up our coverage for May 1989, but uh, as I said, up and down month of sorts for this one. Like I said, you put the Bushwhackers over every night at the house shows. You would beat a couple teams of guys that, you know, enhancement talent, should we say, but you do. You close out the month taking on the top team, a top five act in the WWF at the time, you have a, we got a glimpse into the future, if you will, for you, Tully, Axe, and Smash. But, man, next week we're going to be taking a look at June of 89, continuing our march through your 14 months in WWF. You guys will continue your feud with the Bushwhackers. Can we call it a feud if you're just losing all the time? Hmm. What do you call that? It's called bleeding internally. Bleeding and crying internally. Crying internally. Pouting on Tully's part internally <laughs> and externally. What does a guy like Bobby Heenan say? Does he, do you, do you, does he say anything about all this? No, he knew, he knew we were cool. 
I, and, and hey, here's a, they weren't beaten. You know, we were flo- we were undefeated on television, right? That's Pretty true. Much. Yeah. So that's all that mattered. Then you those go days. around to the house shows. It was just you know make it, the local crowd happy. Have a great time. If you had a great match and you did, all, you were on time. You went out. You had a great match. You worked your ass off. You gave the consumer their money's worth. Then you did your job that day, and you weren't going to be in jeopardy of anything. Um, just, just do all the right things. We knew where we're headed. Well, buddy, listen, uh, you are headed in the right direction. Next week, it's June. The following week, it's July. July is the Saturday night's main event where you wrestled the champs for the tag titles in that two out of three falls match. Uh, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks coming up here on the Orange Show. But what I will tell you is what's fun and I'm really looking forward to, and that's seeing you in person next week, my friend, as the wrestling world takes over Nashville, the Flare Ground, StarCast 5, the last ride of the Four Horsemen, Buddy, I can't wait to see you. Stage show with all State. the horsemen. Got That's a, right. Got two signings of pictures and the whole shooting match, one each day. Uh, then you got the big show, you know, the, the wrestling event itself. It's going to be a really busy uh, weekend. But, man, I, ju- I just can't wait. Like I said, everyone who's chipped in, yourself included, have made this an overachievement. Thank you very much. I'm sure the fans are going to be beside themselves. I can't wait. It's going to be a happening, as they say, and uh, we're going to be there for it. Please join us. Consider joining us. You can grab flight tickets last minute, show up, and uh, get passes right there at the door. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a blast. On behalf of AA, Arn Anderson, the Enforcer, the Hall of Famer, I am Paul Bromwell. We'll be back here again next week covering all things June 1989. We'll see you right here next week on Arn. Just remember Nashville's horseman country. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.